0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: Chris Gordy of Sports Talk Seven Ninety and the Locked On SEC Podcast for of the show who covers all things when it comes to the sport of football. And Chris, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon?
0: I'm good, guys. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in Baton Rouge over the weekend. Got the uh Got to see that one play out firsthand, and, you know, who knew? Arkansas and LSU in a close three-point game. Uh, that's how these things have gone the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy one. Hey, speaking of, since you went down there, what was it like? Was the atmosphere incredible? Because like, I, I was watching on TV, obviously, and uh, what was the vibe, the atmosphere, the the weather? Like, what what was the whole thing like being down there?
0: Uh, it was cool. I, I met up with some uh, folks, what was that, Friday night in uh uh, downtown baton rouge and a ton of arkansas fans made the trip um you know at least everywhere you walked around downtown and different bars and stuff it's there's these weird connections like i was talking with a, a, a group of Hogs fans that were there and there was like a group of guys like there was a guy who was from baton rouge but went to arkansas lives back there now There was a guy from arkansas who moved to baton rouge for a job and he's been there for five years but he still roots for arkansas it's just there were always like weird connections with people that had like ties to both Louisiana or Arkansas, but we're rooting for Arkansas. So uh, that was kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, there were, there were a lot of uh, haunts faithful who made the trip. And uh, you know, once, once we got in the, the game, it was, it was hot as hell all day long. I mean, if you were out tailgating, you were sweating. And uh, luckily about 20 minutes after kickoff, the sun kind of settled in and, Uh, and it settled down from there but yeah I mean it it was packed I think they announced 99,000 fans in attendance and it got loud and and that's why Arkansas you know we we talked about the penalties last week but you know the the penalties were very a lot of them were self-induced again and the false starts I think you attribute to the Tiger Stadium crowd and, and just movement up front and you know Unfortunately for Arkansas, it didn't seem to hurt him. It was like second and eighteen, and KJ still would find a way to convert the down and keep the drive alive. So, um, yeah, but it was it was a it was a great environment. And honestly, look, if you take fandom out of it, it was just a great football game. I mean, a back and forth, um, you know, I, I score, you answer kind of thing, and went down to to the last minute. So, you know, just from that standpoint, it was it was a classic SEC game. It's just unfortunately for Arkansas when you really needed. Uh, wanted to get that bad taste out of your mouth from BYU. Um, you know, it, another loss stings, but I, I talked. I saw David Basil up there, and, and he even said, like, you know, he's like, look, I was impressed. I was happy with what I saw. It sucks they lost, but if you're a Hog fan, you had to be encouraged with what you saw because they didn't hang their heads after the BYU loss. They went out there and played their butts off.
2: One of the big stories going into this game was two quarterbacks and how good they are. Jaden Daniels, KJ Jefferson. How would you? Assess the quarterback play from this game that kind of went back and forth and had some really explosive offensive plays.
0: Well, I've said all year I think that LSU this is a team built around their offense, and I've said if LSU wants to get where they want to go, it's going to be with their offense, averaging thirty plus points a game. That's what they're going to. It's going to take. Like if they want to go to Tuscaloosa in a few weeks and beat Alabama. You got to go score. Um, you know, I expect more of the same this week at Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a school set. Last one with the ball wins, uh, but it's amazing what Jaden Daniels has done. Like early in the, that game on Saturday, he was off. I mean, they were there were passes being thrown at guys' feet. Uh, the interception was was just a bad read. It was a great play by Dwight McLaughlin, but uh, after that, he settled down, and you guys saw it. I mean, consecutive touchdown, touchdown, touchdown drives. Uh, LSU scored on every possession in the second half. Uh, Every every uh, every possession in the second half resulted in a touchdown, except for the last one, which was the game-winning field goal. So, uh, very impressed with LSU's offense. They lead the SEC in total, you know, passing yards, uh, total yards. Uh, Jaden leads the SEC in in passing. Um, You know, he's I think he's 16th in rushing in the SEC. So, very impressed with LSU's offense, and that's going to be their bread and butter. Uh, For KJ, I thought it was a nice game for him i mean uh those big plays to, to Luke Haas, i think are very encouraging that guy's going to be a, a stud for the next years you know a couple of years to come crazy yeah, he's a true freshman but um yeah i was a little bit disappointed in, in arkansas defense Though i thought uh you know i thought with the guys they got up front i thought this would be a game where you know they'd be able to contain Jaden a little bit get some sacks um but they just they just couldn't get off the field in that second half and so uh, but K.J. definitely impressed me, um, you know, that if we're being real, the Western Carolina game, the Kent State game, it was clunky. The offense just didn't feel good, and part of it has been Rocket being out and, and maybe the run game decent but not, you know, overwhelming. I thought that was, uh, that was one of K.J.'s better games I've, I've seen him play. And, again, the turnovers, it, it, you got to fix that. But just keeping your team in a game and, and, and coming down to the wire, I was really impressed, and, um, and and I expect them to keep playing with that effort. Uh, you're facing a, an A&M team this week with a backup quarterback. Max Johnson is, is good. He looked good in the, in the second half against Auburn, but this is a game, if I'm Arkansas, I expect to win because um, if KJ plays like that this week, they, they should
1: win. Well, speaking of another game in the SEC, I know everyone was looking forward to this past weekend, Alabama and Ole Miss. Now, Alabama ended up winning 24-10. to 10. Uh, but is there anything really you can take from that game? Because I looked at it, I was like, man, this Alabama offense looks terrible, but also their defense is really good, but they did enough to win. Just uh, what do you, what did you make of that matchup itself, and did you really come away from it learning anything more about Alabama or more about Ole Miss?
0: Well, Saban just, he's got Kiffin's number. I mean, the, the offense that Lane runs against all these other teams that works against Nick Saban, they, they just – they know how to scheme against it, know how to slow it down. And, uh, you know, it, I just thought that the key was – I want to say Ole Miss was like 3 of 14 on third down. That was the key to the game. I mean, they, they couldn't keep drives alive. Uh, the awful interceptions from Jackson Dart when they were driving, I mean, that just was a terrible throw that I know he'd like to have back. On the flip side, Alabama's offense did just enough. You know, Jalen Milrow, another pick, but, you know, if he – stays within himself uses his legs. Alabama can win some games with that, but I just they they still got major questions moving forward offensively. But a huge step forward defensively for Alabama after the the game against Texas where they got beat constantly. This is this was a game that you know if Ole Miss had time to throw the football, they they could have moved it down the field, but they didn't. Um, Alabama got after it. Dallas Turner had a couple sacks and that looked more like the Alabama defense that we were expecting coming into this year so it it, it it certainly is a nice win for Alabama but I don't know if it solves all their problems moving forward in other words I've, I've read a couple articles today that bad they're going to run the table like let's pump the brakes on that Alabama still got a lot of problems a lot of inconsistencies particularly on offense but certainly celebrate the win uh and now how does Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss respond because we saw them do this a year ago. It was fool's gold. They started the season off 6 0, 7 0. They blow a halftime lead to LSU. They lose that game of that urge, And then suddenly it was lost, 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 and it started to mount up. Uh, I'll be curious to see how Ole Miss responds this week with LSU coming in because if they lose this one, man, it feels like uh, those folks in, in Oxford will start getting restless. And, you know, I've said it since he's been there. I don't think Lane Kiffin will ever win a championship at Ole Miss. I just I think there's a ceiling there, um, and we'll see if he gets the wandering eye again, if he thinks about maybe moving on to somewhere else.
2: Chris, let's take a look back at a versus Auburn, and then your thoughts, your early thoughts on Arkansas A&M happen to be playing each other next.
0: Yeah, Arkansas's defense is really, really good. Uh, people overreacted to what Miami did to them. What was it, 48 points? But uh, outside of that, their other three games they've allowed, I think, three points, ten points. Three points, something like that. Um, look, Hugh Freeze does not have the, the the weapons that he needs. Peyton Thorne has been a big dud. The Michigan State transfer coming in, he has not been good. But to, to hold a, a Hugh Freeze offense down like that was was pretty damn impressive. And so, look, the Aggies—they got four and five star guys all over that defense. They just haven't used them right, and, and we saw that in the Miami game. They just—they were out of position. They gave up huge plays that looked more like what A&M was supposed to be uh, this past weekend against Auburn. So again, that's why I say like if KJ comes in and, and, and Arkansas is able to run the football and, uh, and KJ is completing throws down the field and falling forward and, and hard to tackle um, Arkansas has got a chance, but yeah, this this defensive front for A&M is much better than maybe, maybe some folks were giving them credit for. So it was a nice win, you know, at home against Auburn at, I kind of predicted it last week. It was trending towards Auburn is, is not there yet. They kind of felt like the Aggies were going to gonna roll them, and they did. But, you know, still, it was a close game at halftime. I mean, it, it took them in the second half to finally wake up. And Max Johnson was kind of like a shot in the arm. Connor Wegman didn't do a whole lot in the first half. And Max Johnson came in and just let it fly. They completed some big passes. He threw a couple touchdowns. So, you know, he, he can run the offense. It's Bobby Petrino. It's a very quarter, quarterback-friendly offense. But, um, again, I, I think, you know, it does behoove the, the hogs, you know, saying, look, as good as Connor Wegman was the first few weeks, if you gave him the option, would you rather go up against a backup quarterback? Sure. Let's let's take our chances against Max Johnson. So, that, that's why I say this is a big game for both sides. For A&M, their hopes are still that they can uh, win, it, win an SEC West title and get to Atlanta. And for Arkansas, it's, it's we need to stop the bleeding. We got to stop this this losing streak because, as you guys know, with Ole Miss on the horizon, I mean, this could be three losses, four losses in a row before you know it. So, a big, big game. But, kind of my early, just kind of looking at it, I would lean, uh, I would lean, pick them right here. But, but I, I think Arkansas's got a chance if they if they play their game.
2: How does that change for AnM depending on what quarterback takes the field? If it is Connor Wegman or Max Johnson?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it changes things. Wegman was, was off to an incredible start. I mean, they've got weapons everywhere. Evan Stewart, uh, Noah, I think it's Noah Thomas. I mean, they they got tons of different weapons. A nice Smith, obviously, uh, him being back and being healthy, and then the running backs. They've got Amari Daniels. They've got all these little pieces that they're going to throw at you, and these are all highly touted recruits, um, you know, four- or five-star recruits that can at any moment play like a four- or five-star recruit, so – it's going to be a challenge but yeah again i think it plays in arkansas's favor a little bit cuz max johnson is a backup quarterback he has had a chance to win this starting job the last couple of years and um you know for for different reasons he's found himself as the backup and so uh yeah this 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 plays in arkansas's favor but he can still execute the offense. So, you know, that that's going to be the tough part. Is weapons everywhere. I, I think this is where a pass rush. Arkansas's got to, you know, gotta, you know I, I would find ways to blitz, put some pressure on Max, and make enough to throw the ball before he wants to.
1: Speaking us with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down in Houston and of the Locked On SEC podcast here on Out of Bounds. So, Gordy, I, I do want to shift a little bit since uh, it is uh, a great weekend for the NFL. And, you know, the Houston Texans, you know, with their new quarterbacks, he just Nice little – victory there over the weekend just uh, how are people feeling down there in Houston and knowing that uh, you know there's always this uncertainty about rookie quarterbacks but Stroud is certainly looking the part so far
0: yeah they're excited you know it was kind of ironic on a week where Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young were both hurt and didn't play uh, CJ Stroud was the only rookie to play and and he had his best game yet so it's so weird cuz they've got tons of injuries on the offensive line you know Jacksonville was the pick of the AFC South everybody was expecting them to you know, they just made that playoff run, the Trevor Lawrence and that crew. They're they're going to make another playoff run this year, easily win the division. But um, I think D'Amico Ryan sent a big message. Said, we have a you know we're 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 not we haven't arrived yet, but like we're coming. Basically, we're on the rise. We're building this thing up. Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, all these great rookies, Tank Dell, and they all played phenomenal. It, so it, it was a very very impressive performance from them and. and really put the foot on the gas pedal and said, we're going to stick a to jacksonville yesterday. So, an impressive win. You know, C.J. Stroud looking like a, looking like a, a win as far as a, a high draft pick goes. You know, we always wonder who's going to be the bust of this draft. Uh, so far, at least what we saw the first two weeks, Bryce Young has not looked good. So, uh, Anthony Richardson, when he has plays, looked pretty decent. So, you know, C.J. Stroud's got a chance here to really separate himself and say, I'm the, I'm the stud quarterback of this rookie class. And um, it won't all be, met, be measured in wins and losses. I mean, they're going to lose some more games this year. And, you know, I, I think if they can improve their win total, maybe get to five, six wins, I think that'll be a good starting point for this team. But D'Amico's doing a great job, man. He's inspiring those guys, getting them ready to play. And, uh, hey, for fantasy owners, if Tank Dell's hanging out there, go scoop him up. They, that kid is looking like one of the steals of the middle round.
2: Chris, you more impressed with the Dolphins or more disappointed with the Broncos in the seventy points that were put up?
0: So I'm a Saints fan and I've always been a big Sean Payton fan, but my God, that is <laughs> that is horrendous. I mean, uh, it is looking like, you know, all the all the talk last year about uh Nathaniel Hackett and he ruined Russell Wilson. No, Russell Wilson ruined himself and he's still ruined himself. He is, he's a bad quarterback. I don't know what what happened to him. Uh, When I hear him talk at a podium, I just cringe now. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I don't know what happened there in Denver, but that's a mess. Uh, Vance Joseph might as well just start packing his things now because I don't think he'd last until the the end of the year. And Sean Payton, for all the pride he has as a one-time Super Bowl winning coach, um, he is racking up loss after loss on his resume now and, and ruining his overall head coaching record that thing is a mess but yeah how can you not be impressed with Miami the the Tyreek Hill with two that that marriage has just been phenomenal along with the the head coach Mike Mike McDaniel um yeah Miami is going to be a problem they're going to be a problem in the NL in the for a lot of folks and uh it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with them in Buffalo and uh you know New England we'll see what they are but yeah it's he, how can you not be impressed with, with Miami? And, uh, you know, it, it made me resonate my decision to bench Joe Burrow and start Tua yesterday in That was helpful.
1: Well, before what we you go, Gordy, I got a question for you. What do you think has been a bigger deal for the respective sport, Deion Sanders being in college football or Taylor Swift now being a part of the NFL? <laughs>
0: it's it's amazing. The last 24 hours, T Swift has taken the sports world by storm. I mean, my wife was – Literally up all the last night watching every TikTok video she could find of Taylor Swift at the Chiefs game. So it, it's amazing if you know a girl between the ages of 18 and 40, this is the biggest story in sports. Um, I still think Dion, like from a national perspective, still like still leads SportsCenter, you know, every week, and it's still one of the big topics. And obviously playing USC, is the big one. But um, yeah, T Swift has got the nation's attention right now, no doubt.
1: Yeah, it's almost absurd, but it's not surprising because that's just the way it goes sometimes. (laughs) But, hey, Gordy, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Have a great week, man, and enjoy the football weekend, all right?
0: Yeah, man, go Hawks. Bounce back. Get a win. (laughs)